Hello, everybody. Good morning. How are you? Hope all is well. Welcome back to another episode of Shot of Philosophy. I'm very excited. Today I have cannoli-flavored coffee. Very interesting. I'll let you know how it goes. Um, on that note, as I'm sort of drinking this coffee, we do have another selection from the meditations today. This is a short one-sentence excerpt. I love this idea. It's really like three ideas in one. And I think the reason I love this idea is because it really maps or connects to like what I, what I believe or one of my most core and fundamental beliefs about philosophy, and I think this is clear from the podcast, right? It's for everyday life, right? And I think a lot of the ideas we might discuss in this book, even meditations or others, of course, are like large ideas of, you know, of the universe, of human nature. And these are really important too. And I think sometimes also philosophy, you know, in large part, at least the philosophy I study, the one I've emphasized philosophy is a way of life, really asks the question, like, how should I live today? Right? What is the good life is the larger question of that or kind of version of that question, let's say. And I think it's important to just break that down and beg, right, so what about today? So I love when I read the meditations and I come across something where Marcus is like, all right, man, today, just do this. Try to do this today, right? And it's usually accompanied by and paired with like a, you know, like a larger or kind of like more potent philosophical idea. But I think the practical has to be potent, right? The practical things have to matter. Taking action is, you know, in, in the words of Jean-Paul Sartre, right? There is no reality outside of action. So as big as ideas and as important as they are and as engaging they are, and we could even argue again, like, the, the, you know, the ideas are what drive the actions or vice versa, whatever. Ultimately, we can't sit here and read books all day, right? It's not going to happen for most of us. So on that note, I love this excerpt. I love what he's telling himself here. This is number 69 in book seven. He says, perfection of character, to live your last day every day without frenzy or sloth or pretense. So this is my interpretation of this, right? So you want to perfect your character. And again, perfection doesn't exist. I don't think he's saying that. He's more encouraging himself to strive for perfection. Right? I think this is a Seneca quote. This is one of my favorite quotes. Uh, basically, it's like, you know, why bother trying to perfect yourself? Well, you do that so you learn how to love, right? Because when we have, I think, an aim at and we have systems for growing, right? That'll help us love ourselves because love requires growth. And then I think that also will help us in relationships, right? One, because as I think I've said, like, you know, we practice things with ourselves. I think it does help us practice it with others, right? We, we stop lying to ourselves as much. I think it should make it easier to tell the truth to other people. Th those, uh, those two actions, though, the ones internal, ones external, they both require similar virtues and similar practices. Now, of course, that doesn't necessarily mean that's the case, but I do think it's possible if we open ourselves up to it. Um, so we try to perfect ourselves because that is, I think, a way of performing self-love if we do it generally with kindness, right? So he's telling himself here, all right, you want to pursue this thing, perfection of character, try to live today like it's your last day, to live your last day every day. So literally, as we've said many times already, and this comes up so much in meditations, memento mori, right? If today was your last day, how would you like to spend it? And I, th I think this is, you know, this is not the first time many of us are likely hearing this, right? I think it was Steve Jobs, or I don't know much about him, but this practice sounded interesting to me. It was like, if he woke up, he woke up every day and asked himself, like, if this was my last day, would I want to spend it like this, like how I'm about to spend it? And then if it was like a few days in a row, he's like, no, nah, not really. 
he'd have to rethink what he was doing, right? He'd have to like, okay, let me design my day differently. Let me pursue something else. He'd have to start setting new aims, new goals. So there's something else. So aside from the fact that that's a memento mori, right? He's also designing his day, which I think leads into the first thing that Marcus is encouraging himself to avoid, which is frenzy, right? Especially now we are in a state culturally, I think at least technologically, and we could argue other ways too, of course, right? Our technologies make us frenzy, frenzied, not a good sentence. Our technologies make us frenzied. I think it was Heidegger, 80-20 on that, um, who talked about how technology can welcome a sense of frenziedness into our lives, right? Uh, Nicholas Carr, who's who I'm also quoting here in his book, The Shallows. It's a really interesting book and take on how our technological advancements with smartphones and social media access, how all those things are impacting our brains and how we think and how we do a few other really important things too. Um, and he talks about other technological advances that impacted thinking. It's a really interesting book. And he talks about welcoming this frenziedness into our souls, this sort of technologically induced state of distraction and being frenzied, right? So we want to get away from that. So maybe going back to Steve Jobs for a second, going back to Epictetus, we've talked about this, right? Designing your day. Don't just have a day. Don't just start the day. Take a minute, five minutes, 20 minutes, whatever, and try to get a general bird's eye view, I would say, of what's going on that day. And within that, try to place in some things that are meaningful, purposeful for you, right? Use your time, see your time as your own, see the day as an opportunity to avoid the frenziness. You can't perfect your character if you make no time for the things you think are important. The world, especially now with our phones, will fill your day. You could just wake up and start scrolling and do that for 18 hours until you pass out. Not a good idea, right? We wanna design our day so it's not totally frenzied, so we have a sense of direction that's our own. We maybe even wanna make time to think about how we do that, right? Which is to say like, take time not only to you know plan the day design the day but ask those larger questions that's what true or at least that's one thing that's at the heart of true leisure we don't want to be just busy it's so easy to be busy now with busy work or busy scrolling or whatever to feel like we've or to feel like we're doing something but to feel like we've actually accomplished something is a very different feeling to feel like you actually accomplished, and by the word actually, I mean like really, and by that I mean like it's something that's profound and meaningful to you, that takes some some thought, that takes some planning, that takes, and then of course, execution, right? So to avoid the frenziness might be to start off in the morning with, all right, a quiet, calm, silent discussion about what the day might hold, what's likely going to happen, what you should expect, and how you should control your time and isolate some time for doing things, thinking things, feeling things to the best of your ability that are good for you, according to you, right? Again, a large part of why I do this is because this new job does not give me an opportunity to lecture in this way, right? Or to read. Like, I'm, 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 you know, I'm not going to bring my books to work. That's rude, you know, um, or at least I'm not going to read during any time that's not my lunch hour or lunch half hour, right? So I want to I make time this helps me not feel frenzied. This helps me calm down. This helps me think clearly. And it also, in a sort of a meta way to an extent, gives my day a rhythm, right? I wake up, I know what I'm doing already. It's not frenzied at all. Sometimes we get frenzied because we just have too many options, right? So for me, I know I wake up, make my bed, get dressed, get washed, make the coffee, do this. 
And already my first hour of the day or roughly even hour and 15 minutes is planned. It takes away the frenziness, right? So that's, again, where the habit and routine might come in to help us with this. And frenziness would happen or will happen on almost a daily basis internally and or externally. And we learn how to deal with that too, right? But let's try to live without it to some extent by once again, planning and executing on these self-created ideas of meaning and these self-created actions. So sloth, next thing, get moving. We see him doing this with his morning routine, right? It's like when you rise in the morning, tell yourself, right? This is what you want to do. Like you're, you're meant to lay in bed all day. No, get up. He's fighting sloth. He's fighting laziness. Or you want to lead an active life. I mean, this whole podcast too, right? Shot of philosophy. That's what the coffee's for. Get me moving. Get me active. Avoiding laziness. Right? I think this was a, a quote from Dante by way of Ryan Holiday, who I keep talking about because I like his work a lot. Um, but Dante Alighieri, I think that must have been referenced to him, said uh, something like, like laying in the sheets is no way to fame, right? And we can, I would say replace fame with something else because fame isn't great, but ultimately it sort of meant like, you're not going to get good at stuff. You're not going to become renowned for anything. You're not going to have a good, or you're not even going to be able to work towards offering something good to the world. If you're just, again, if you're just practicing sloth all day, right? So think to yourself, right? When are you sort of lazy? And we're all lazy at some point or another. What are you lazy about? When are you lazy? How do you get over the laziness? Or how does the laziness kind of present itself and maybe conquer some of that, right? Because to perfect our character, we need energy. And maybe that's just a coffee habit. Who knows? I don't know. I can't really recommend that. Well, I am, but I'm not, right? I mean, you need something that wakes you up. Maybe philosophy does that for you. I don't know. But ultimately, this is helpful for me. You need to find your thing that wakes you up, that makes you feel alive, that gets you going. The last one, pretense, right? So we don't want to make false things seem true. And I think pretense for me makes me think of being pretentious, which is like sort of like arrogant, right? And arrogance to me is like false confidence to a large extent, right? So don't do that, right? That, that's in and of itself, that's a vice. In and of itself, that's, you know, like the, the bad version of confidence, that this sort of like false sense of ambition or this false sense of, of belief. And like acting pretentious too is like, that's a way you greet the world. And pretentious people are very annoying right? Like they're not kind. They're not patient. They think they're like, you know, they're arrogant, right? So I, I think we want to avoid that because it gets in the way of being kind to people, as I said, and also gets in the way of us growing, right? If you're, pretent if you're pretentious and you think you know things you don't actually know, you're really not opened up to, you're not open to learning and that's a problem. So you're preventing your own growth from being the best it could be. And on top of that, you're being kind of weird and rude with people, which isn't a good thing. So I think being pretentious for sure gets in the way of perfecting your character because it makes you think you're good in ways you're not. We don't want to do that. That totally gets in the way. It totally obstructs our moving towards our higher, better, healthier, happier selves. Right. And I think we could even interpret this in a nicer way to an extent. And by that, I mean like, what are ways you might be fooling yourself into thinking, oh, this is the best way. And that might even just be for lack of examination, lack of thinking about it, not from the sense that like you're arrogant or you're deliberately accepting false beliefs as true. And then they kind of, you use those to sort of prop yourself up. I mean, that's not the only way I think we could understand this. 
I think both ways are useful, right? Because you might be doing that. But is it even pretentious? We could ask, again, on more of a kind of kind approach to it um, or to ourselves through this idea. Is it pretentious to not question your beliefs or question the way you do things because you assume, oh, they're good enough, right? So this sort of encouragement he's giving himself might also be like really turn and examining and a little bit of, let's even say an intense eye or gaze to the things you do on a regular basis to see how they could be better. Don't just accept them as good or the best they can be without examining them. And that's also why the Stoics were so big on journaling, I think, on a daily basis. Because once again, if we're journaling about our actions and our beliefs and our thoughts, those really, and the way we make choices, right? These are all parts of the soul. These are all things that, you know, that govern our lives and we need to examine them, right? So if we do that daily, we'll definitely do a better job, I would say, at avoiding pretense. We're testing our lives for truthfulness more frequently and more effectively when we write on a daily basis, when we ask questions on a daily basis. Which, by the way, that might be the next sort of framework. Um, I might sit down with a book and do what we do now. That, that'll, that'll always be a part of this, I think. Um, I'll never abandon that because I like that for myself, like just sitting down and grabbing a couple lines. Um, but I also think we might start doing, because this interests me too, and I hope it interests others. And I feel like it, it's been interesting for my students too. Um, just like kind of throwing out a question that might be helpful, that might be engaging, and then doing a shorter quote, and then you know me kind of elaborating, trying to work on the question a little bit. I think that's also kind of what a shot of philosophy could be, right? Because if maybe you listen to this in the morning or not, I don't know, right? But I, I'm doing this in the morning. So for me, if I think of a good question in the morning, I'll return to it throughout the day a little bit. And at the very least, it'll set a tone for the day. And if the quote is good, it's, it's just a good way to start the day kind of thinking and reflecting. So that might be another shot or another type of shot of philosophy in quotes. Um, I'm doing air quotes. No one's in my apartment right now, but me, that's awake. So that's interesting. Anyway, um, so we might do that too. A little bit of a little bit of a statement on how we might move forward. So, thank you for listening. Hope this was helpful. Try to work today again. That memento mori, I think, is is powerful here too. We didn't talk too much about that, but ultimately, living every day like it's your last day, sort of, I think, has us asking some really interesting questions, right? If I if today was my last day, would I give this much time and energy to this type of bullshit? That I'm thinking, yes or no? Is this how I want to? Is this how I want to spend my last day internally? And also, if this is my last day, right? We might want to ask: Did I treat people fairly? Did I express myself, right? Did I bring joy or offer joy to other people? Did I treat the important things like they're important, or did I treat the unimportant things like they're important and kind of waste time? So hopefully that'll help a little bit too. And uh, thank you all for listening. I'll talk to you soon.